This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn how operating differently can help you overcome the pressures facing your dealership today at reyrey.com slash operate differently. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year automotive news digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to autonews.com slash daily drive promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, September 7th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News here in Detroit. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, GM offers a 16% raise. The UAW promptly slaps it down. A new leader is named for Toyota's woven software unit. And SoftBank backs an autonomous trucking firm started by former Ford executives. Plus, Blue Space AI's Christine Moon talks about the shortfalls that still exist when it comes to autonomous vehicle safety. Yes, rules get broken. Yes, humans are unpredictable. But AVs have to be better than that. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Just in, General Motors has proposed raising hourly workers' pay by 16%, including bonuses, over the next four years. The company's first formal contract offer to the UAW included a $5,500 ratification bonus, $5,000 in inflation protection bonuses, and the addition of Juneteenth as a paid holiday. GM also said it would shorten the length of time for new hires to reach top wages to six years from eight years. In a letter to workers, GM said it still has work to do, but wanted to make the offer to show its good faith efforts to keep the process moving. UAW President Sean Fain slammed the proposal in a statement. It said in part, GM has come to the table with an insulting proposal that doesn't come close to an equitable agreement for America's auto workers. He went on to say, GM either doesn't care or isn't listening when we say we need economic justice at GM by 11.59 p.m. on September 14th. The clock is ticking. The union has demanded its members get 46% pay increases over four years. GM said the raises it's offering would be the largest given to its UAW members since the contract signed in 1999. Last week, the union filed unfair labor practice charges against GM and Stellantis, arguing the two were bargaining in bad faith. Toyota is overhauling its woven software unit as it prepares for the launch of a key operating system for cars. Today, the company announced that Hajime Kumabe will take over as woven CEO on October 1st. He's currently CEO of JQuad Dynamics, an automated driving joint venture between several Toyota Group suppliers. He will succeed James Kuffner. The American Computer Whiz has led Toyota's software unit since 2018. Kuffner will serve as a senior fellow at a newly created software development center being set up inside Toyota to better coordinate the rollout of the automotive operating system called Arene. Indiana-based diesel and natural gas engine manufacturer Cummins will partner with two truck manufacturers and China's EVE Energy to build a battery plant in the U.S. Cummins, Daimler Truck Holding, and Packard plan to invest 2 to $3 billion in the joint venture factory. 
The three firms will each own 30% of the venture, and EVE Energy will hold 10% as their technology partner. The new factory will initially focus on lithium iron phosphate cells for commercial vehicles. The company said they will offer lower cost, longer life, and greater safety than other battery chemistries. A range of U.S. locations are under consideration, and a decision is due within the next six months. And the founders of the former self-driving unit of Ford and Volkswagen are launching an autonomous truck startup. It has backing, said to be more than $1 billion, from Japan's SoftBank. The new firm is named Stack AV. It's led by Brian Selesky, Pete Rander, and Brett Browning, who previously ran Argo AI, the self-driving operation that Ford and VW shut down last year. Selesky said, Stack AV has hired 150 people and already has a test fleet of trucks on the road. He, along with SoftBank, declined to detail the investment in Stack. The company is based in Pittsburgh. It adds to a growing tech corridor in the city known as Robotics Row. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, GM's counteroffer to the UAW shot down by UAW President Sean Fain, and we're about a week away from the deadline. Where do we go from here and where's the middle? Yeah, this didn't move things a whole lot, but it did get GM back at the table. You know, the UAW came out asking for 46% raises. Uh, Ford came back at 15, kind of setting a new floor. GM, I don't know, got to the carpet on that floor maybe at, at 16%. I wouldn't expect anything more from the UAW until they have a solid offer from Stellantis, which will probably come in also around that area. Hopefully next, uh, the UAW can come back with something in the 30s. Maybe the automakers can come back with something in the 20s, and then they can get close enough to, to sort it all out. I know it seems like the talks have been going rough because of all the hostile rhetoric from Sean Fain and, for that matter, from the automakers. But I feel like this is progress, and maybe we're going to get a deal. We'll see. Yeah, because this is definitely getting down to the wire. Coming up, robo-taxis and autonomous vehicles are quickly expanding their territory. But Blue Space AI's Christine Moon says there are still big flaws in their safety systems. We'll hear from her next on Daily Drive. The auto industry's shift to carbon neutrality is here and it's accelerating. But is it enough? This is a moral imperative, an economic imperative, a moment of peril but also a moment of extraordinary possibilities. No more hesitancy, no more excuses, no more waiting for the others to move first. There is simply no more time for that. Driving to Zero is a new podcast series from Automotive News that looks at the auto industry's roadmap to carbon neutrality. We take a big picture look at the environmental, political, and social trends pushing the move toward a greener future and we pull back the curtain on how these decisions are being made at the highest levels. My team and I went to each car company separately. We sat down and we said, you know, what can you do? What you cannot do? How much time you need? How much going to cost you? And that pay off big time. I said, you know, the, the headline that you need is, is GM believes in an all-electric future. And I think Dan Ammon and Mary Barra pretty much said the same thing, which is, is like, but, but we, we don't. Spoiler alert, they come around to that idea. Find out how and much more. I'm Jake Neer. Join me and Automotive News Executive Editor Jamie Butters on Driving to Zero, available wherever you get your podcasts starting September 11th.
economic uncertainty, vehicle affordability, and ever-increasing customer expectations are threatening the profitability and efficiency gains you've made over the last couple of years. You may be finding the strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. You offer online options so customers can begin the buying process remotely, but your salespeople have to rebuild the deal or correct it during the in-store appointment. You ask your advisors to be proactive about calling customers to get work approved, but still wind up with occupied bays and stalled jobs when the customer doesn't answer the phone. Your business office clerks are trying to process deal jackets faster, but funding still takes weeks. The strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. Getting better at outdated and inefficient processes will only get you so far. Let's face it, Netflix isn't a household name because they got really good at mailing DVDs. And nearly half of Apple's revenue comes from the iPhone, not from the computers the company was founded on. These companies evolved as new challenges presented themselves instead of sticking with the status quo. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to operate differently. Finding new and innovative ways to operate is essential to effectively managing the pressures facing your dealership. Visit rayray.com slash operate differently to get started. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. The experience of driving a car or truck on the road is usually pretty mundane, but once in a while there are anomalies, little challenges that crop up that require the driver to make quick decisions and respond safely. Humans don't always do a great job, but now more and more cars and trucks are making those decisions themselves. While robo-taxis and other self-driving vehicles are making strides in this area, Blue Space AI president Christine Moon says there are still big safety gaps in their systems. Moon spoke with our own Pete Bigelow on Shift, a podcast about mobility. Your company had a really interesting blog post earlier this year after mm-hmm. Cruise had a incident in which uh, one of their vehicles rear-ended a articulated bus in San Francisco. I thought it was very funny. Like I don't know if you wrote it or somebody else wrote it, but Cruz had said this was a very unique incident, and someone from Blue Space uh, clapped back a bit and wrote, uh, never fancied that the back of a bus could be unique, which I thought uh, was was both funny and uh, you know made a very good point. So uh, it kicked us off as the veteran of the self-driving space here. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened in this incident, and why would something as straightforward as the back of a bus perhaps confound an autonomous vehicle? Uh, we're a big fan of Cruise, by the way. Uh, we don't mean to pick on Cruise, but we do want to highlight some of the vulnerabilities of existing autonomous vehicle software. It doesn't have to be just Cruise. But what was interesting about this incident that happened happened in April of this year was that Cruise rear-ended a Muni bus, SF Muni bus. In this case, it was articulated, it was connected. And I think what was interesting in their um, quote, which was on their website, was that it predicted wrong. Specifically, I'm quoting right uh, from their website, their blog, the AV reacted based on the predicted actions of the front end of the bus rather than the actual actions of the rear section of the bus, right? They're two distinct that's connected in the middle uh, vehicle. So um, Blue Space actually went to that exact site and we did a redux. We basically said, well, how would our system have responded to this? Mind you, one, we don't train. And this is our first time uh, being in SF, uh, putting our software to test. And uh, unlike what Cruise did, predicting it wrong, 
we did the second part of what they said. We actually based our prediction of the action of the vehicle based on the actual actions of the bus. So I think if you go to our website, bluespace.ai, and uh, go to the blog section, you'll see that our software actually sees the, um, the vehicle being two distinct actions, and thus we're able to um, predict more accurately real time and without ever having seen it before. And, and, and this is important for the industry to realize that AV systems do handle most things well, but this is the big but, right? Where if they have seen it before, they have trained on it before, not just once, but many, many times. And that is indeed the biggest sort of the vulnerability of the training-based, learning-based, machine learning approach of autonomy. And that's why Blue Space, having done that before in our past lives, have uh, went 180 on that and said, no, we need a generalizable uh, math and physics-based real-time optimization approach where we're able to handle all things generically based on their motion. For us, it's important to um, surface and uh, for the industry, for the pedestrians, for the SF uh, residents to know um, how there can be another tool in the toolbox to deploy autonomy um, at scale, not just here in SF, but globally. So are you saying rather than predicting the action, you know, you kind of drew this distinction between predicted versus actual. And if I hear you right, obviously you need to be more focused on the latter and that's where your predictions actually might be wrong and something that's more or less a unusual situation. That's the way to look at this particular incident. I would call it both are predictions, but one is based on training and one is based on actual motion. So when you're doing it based on training and inferring based on the back of the bus or where or front of the bus, it's based on inference rather than actual tracking of the motion real time. So um, in this case, um, I think maybe perhaps their training data set didn't see that particular angle of the bus too much to be able to know, well, when it's at that angle, it may actually play out differently. So training base is always rely on reliant on your training data set. And that's problematic because you cannot possibly have had enough training data set to cover every single angle of the bus, uh, let alone one bus, but think about all the different objects new, old, and novel that's to come down the road. So the contrast I want to uh, draw here is between training-based, learning-based versus the actual motion of the object that we're seeing. Gotcha. Okay. So let's stick with this particular incident for one more question here before we broaden out. But uh, you mentioned that your team went to the the site and how how did this specifically play out to, to underscore this when you replayed this incident, so to speak, with your software? Yeah, so um, you'll see the actual, our software visualizer, not just the point cloud, but interpretation of the sensor inputs and how our system interprets the movement. So at one point, the vehicle is moving consistently in one motion. But as soon as the left turn starts to happen, you'll see that the front of the bus is moving differently from the back of the bus. And that's where our software starts to capture that motion distinctly. So then our prediction isn't just on prior uh, motion or prior image of the vehicle. This is where we're saying, hey, even one vehicle can split into two. And thus we're able to predict accurately. We're able to predict the motions of the front and the back accurately such that we could 
navigate that better. And this is where uh, real time based on the motion is so important rather than the existing autonomy, um, conventional autonomy approach of basing it on tra training data set with built with a lot of assumptions. And we do not have any assumptions. All we're doing real time is capturing the motion in a way that does not say this type of vehicle cannot do X or Y, but rather being able to capture real time the motion such that we get the real time prediction. And let's say the vehicle decided to make a U-turn and come straight at us, we'll capture that as well, even if the road says it's a one-way street. And what that means is that we could handle all situations that is expected and unexpected, more so the unexpected really, really well. Let me give you another example. Let's say you build in the assumption to your AV stack, vehicles cannot fly. Well, guess what? Accidents happen where the vehicles jumps over the median and flies right at you. And that's where uh, we could be ready for that. Besides this incident of rear-ending the SF Muni, there were other incidents reported to DMV, such as rear-ending actually a Toyota Prius as well. In that case, the high-level soundbite was that, oh, the drive, it was a human error, the driver well, what happened with that Toyota Prius was that it was in a bus lane where it was a right turn only, but the Toyota actually was in the bus lane and decided to go proceed straight. So that's where the I think another autonomous vehicle rear-ended that Toyota Prius. And what we're saying is that, yes, rules get broken. Yes, humans are unpredictable, but AVs have to be better than that. We have to be ready for situations like that, such that we avoid blocking the intersection of streets or causing accidents where you're bumping into passenger vehicles or fire trucks and so on and so forth. Christine Moon is the president of Blue Space AI. She spoke with our own Pete Bigelow on Shift, a podcast about mobility. You can hear their full conversation on Shift wherever you get your podcasts. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer and Alicia Anderson. Today's episode includes reporting from our own Michael Martinez and Hans Grimel. You can get the latest news on new hires, new business ventures, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation about growing concerns over auto loan delinquencies as student loan forgiveness ends in October. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.